Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2020. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. And I'm your co-host, Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our senior writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Happy Birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. Carissa, when I use the phrase accidental president, to mm-hmm. you. What what does that mean to you, accidental president? That means that the president died and so somebody who was not elected president becomes the president. That's exactly on right. Accident. So on accident. <laughs> and we are celebrating the one hundred and thirty sixth birthday of Harry S. Truman. Okay. Was an accidental president. I don't think I realized that. Yes, and there's some things about Harry S. Truman first, right off the bat, that I really like. He was our 33rd president of the United Ooh, States. Oh, okay. Your What's lucky number. My lucky number. He learned to play piano as a child, and they thought he was going to be a concert pianist. And Really? I'm a piano player. And he also was a member of Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity. Shut up. Which is the same fraternity that I was in in college. You guys are like soul brothers. So Harry S. Truman and I are fraternity brothers. That's cool. We're frat brothers. And if he was in the Oval Office... And doing keg stands, I'd have to go. <laughs> You'd be holding his legs up. <laughs> yes. Harry S. Truman was born May 8th, 1884 in Lamar, Missouri. I believe that makes him like the only president from Missouri. Is he? I think so. I don't I don't know that for sure. Um, yeah, he was apparently a really good piano player as a kid. And his mm-hmm. teachers thought he was going to be a concert pianist. But he had a lot of jobs when he was, was growing up. And... He, he did things like he worked in the newspaper mailroom, and he, and he worked in a railroad. He was a bank clerk, and he was okay. also a farmer. He, his dad was a farmer. And so, Weren't they pretty poor? And they, yeah, they were from very modest means. So he probably had to learn early on to work. And... He did. He had a great work mm-hmm. ethic as a young kid. He invested in uh, a lot of uh, companies mm-hmm. that turned out to be failed ventures, like he in, invested in a zinc mine. And an oil company. But when he reflected back on all these experiences of, you know, his like humble beginnings and not coming from a lot of wealth, it said it really helped him grow as a person. Yeah. Well, he owned a a clothing shop and he almost went bankrupt because they had to close down after like three years. Oh my goodness. And it ended up taking him 15 years to pay it off because he he didn't want to declare bankruptcy. Is that right? Yeah. He wanted to make sure he paid it off. Wow. Well, I know that he never did have a lot of money. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that was just part of his, uh, his, his background. Yeah. Yeah. He fought in World War Mm One, and he joined the National Guard and then actually before World War One, he joined the National Guard and then when World War One broke out, he went into the active duty in the Army. He ended up uh, as commander of an artillery brigade with the rank of captain. Okay. Now, this particular brigade was in France, and it was like 190 men in this artillery brigade. And this brigade was really known as um, just being ornery. I guess they were a bunch of Irishmen from Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah, so they thought, well, let's, the, his commander says, well, let's put Harry in there uh-huh. because if anybody... And these guys had run off their previous commanders. So here's Harry Truman, not really being known as a guy who was like a big fighter and everything. Mm-hmm. In fact, some people thought he was a sissy as a kid. Oh, really? But he gets over to France in World War One, and the first thing he says to these men, he says, you, you guys are known for running off your previous commander, so if any of you thinks that you can take me, come at me. 
Oh. <laughs> so here's this guy who was like a sissy, and suddenly mm-hmm. he's he's wanting to fight. And there was a particular occasion when the Germans were bombing them, and a lot of these guys in his brigade were scared, and they were wanted to run away. And I guess Harry Truman, he cussed them up and down a storm. And he ripped their ass. And they really respected him for that. So That's yeah. funny. So he had a bunch of pent-up anger from childhood been. that came out or must something. Must have been. Yeah. Incredible. He met his future wife in Sunday school when they were kids. Oh, now they, that's uh, you know, cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't obviously know in Sunday yeah. school that they were going to be married. But yeah. when he married uh, Bess Wallace... Uh, they had met in Sunday school as kids. So they got married June 28th, 1919 in Independence, Missouri, and he was 35 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was, okay. he was actually he was older. Yeah, yeah, much older. And they had one daughter named Margaret, mm-hmm. and they really doted on Margaret. Yeah. So she was probably a spoiled probably little girl. Probably had only child syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> probably did. He attended the University of Missouri at Kansas City Law School from 1923 to 1925, but he didn't graduate. Oh, so Harry okay. Harry S. Truman is one of our presidents that was not a college graduate. Really? Yes. yes. Now I mentioned he was a fraternity brother of yeah. mine, so at some point in yeah. that time he he did join the fraternity. Uh, but yeah, he didn't graduate from college. Interesting. Yes, very so interesting. So wanted to save some money on that tuition. Probably wasn't that much back then. I don't think actually his family <laughs> could afford uh, to send him to school. So I don't, maybe, I don't know, yeah. maybe he worked his way through school. Yeah. So very, very noble. Mm-hmm. He did uh, launch a political career. Uh, the, the very first political position he held was in Jackson County, Missouri, and he was a judge. Now... A judge, this was from 1922 to 1924, a judge at that time was like a, an executive of the county. Mm-hmm. And so it was responsible for different aspects. But remember in the 20s, there were the political bosses, the party bosses. Okay. So he was supported by the Democrat party boss, a guy named Tom Pendergast. Mm-hmm. And I got a little bit more about Tom Pendergast as we okay. go along. So he was the judge from 1922 to 1924. He didn't get reelected into that position, but two years later, he got elected as Jackson County, Missouri presiding judge. Oh. So from 1926 to 1934. Now, Tom Pendergast, who was a party boss, also owned a concrete company. Okay. And Pendergast Concrete won a lot of construction contracts in Jackson County, uh-huh. Missouri. So, uh-huh. hmm, a little bit of political a cronyism. sketchy. It was. It was. Huh. He went on to be elected U.S. Senator from mm-hmm. Missouri in 1935, and he was a U.S. Senator for 10 years until 1945. And that's when he was selected as Franklin Delano Roosevelt's vice presidential yep. candidate in the election of 1944. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was, v- he was the VP. Now, the election of 1944 was pretty interesting. Because it was, FDR was beginning his fourth term. Yes. Unprecedented. Yeah. He'd been president for 12 years. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of background of how Harry Truman got selected as the VP candidate. Right. But he eventually, he was the one that was uh, selected. But he was really concerned about FDR's health. Everybody, a lot of people yeah. were. And 
Just think what four terms does to oh, you. Oh my goodness! Yes, mm-hmm. and we we know FDR had polio, mm-hmm. and he was he was confined to a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And Truman was told by one of his close associates that he, they said he the guy basically said to him, Harry, you're soon going to be living in the White House. Mm-hmm. And Harry responded, he goes, I'm afraid you're right, and it scares the hell out of me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, though, but really, can you imagine? It was Just anticipating. So Harry Truman here is a heartbeat away from the presidency. Yeah. We've heard that term before. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that comes up in elections. <laughs> yeah. He was vice president for 82 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt, as we know, died. Mm-hmm. And he took... Uh, so, Harry S. Truman became president of the United States when he was 60 years old. Okay. Just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heartbeat away from the presidency. <laughs> Just like that. Now, we know the U.S. was in the middle of World War II at this point. Mm-hmm. And Roosevelt had recently returned from a, a big uh, con- conference, I guess you could call it, with Joseph Stalin from the USSR and Winston Churchill from Great Britain. Okay. And he didn't let Harry Truman in on what was going on oh. at the time. So then FDR dies, and now Harry Truman is the president, and he's kind of really got to be brought Why up to speed. Why wouldn't you keep your vice president in the loop of what you were doing? It was weird politics back then. Yeah. FDR was kind of a sneaky guy. Yeah. and. Um, that's crazy. It is. It just makes you really wonder, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Harry S. Truman, one of the first things his advisors told him about this new weapon that was being developed. Yeah. You know what weapon the that was? The atomic bomb. Yes, the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. There was the Potsdam Declaration that Harry Truman was in, uh, part of getting uh, putting that together. And what that was was an ultimatum to Japan to surrender or face prompt and utter destruction. Oh, mm-hmm. So I think that that was very foretelling. Yeah. You know, what Truman was about to do. And the United States at the time was in the process of, and the military commanders of putting together the in, invasion of Japan. Mm-hmm. And one of the horrible things that they projected would happen would have been the casualties. Yeah. And they estimated that up to a million U.S. servicemen could lose their lives. Oh, my gosh. By invading the island of Japan mm-hmm. and all the islands of Japan. Yeah. And so that's when the decision was made uh, to drop a nuclear weapon. And mm-hmm. so on August 6th, 1945, in Hiroshima, Japan, an atomic bomb was dropped. And three days later, August 9th, 1945, in Nagasaki, the second bomb was dropped, mm-hmm. and Japan surrendered then on August 10th of 1945. And a ceremony took place on the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay on September 2nd, 1945, and that's when World War II ended. Yeah. So here's Harry Truman, accidental president, mm-hmm. and he's the one that makes the decision to drop the atomic bomb yeah. to effectively end World War II. Yeah, which you have to think how much pressure that had to be to make that kind of decision. Oh, just unbelievable, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yes, Truman ran for re-election in the election of 1948. Mm-hmm. No one thought he would win either. No, nobody mm-hmm. thought he would win. In fact, the Chicago Tribune printed their headline. I was going to say, yeah, they they printed it prematurely. They, they said d- that Dewey Dewey defeats 
uh, Truman. Yeah. There's a great picture of Truman holding that Chicago Tribune newspaper with that yeah. headline on it. Yep. How embarrassing. <laughs> for the for the news, for them, yeah. For the newspaper. Yeah. It reminds me of um the Super Bowl when the Colts played and they were already printing shirts that said like Colts Super Bowl champions, but nobody really knew who was gonna win. Yeah. It's risky business. It is risky business. <laughs> yeah, he defeated Thomas Dewey and Strom Thurmond. Mm-hmm. He won 49% of the popular vote uh, to Dewey's 45% of the popular vote. And the Electoral College votes were 303 to 189. So it was oh, much okay. more sub- substantial than the Electoral College. Yeah. His, um, his uh, campaign slogan during the election in 1948 was, Give him hell, Harry. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because I... <laughs> The, the thing we haven't really mentioned a lot, he cussed a lot. Did he? Did he? <laughs> he kind of had a potty mouth. And I think, he, you know, some people would kind of respect him or I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. He, the Korean War began in June of 1950. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously a big conflict for the United States. Yeah. And um, in November 1st of 1950, there was an assassination attempt. Oh, on Harry Truman. Really? There were two Puerto Rican men that uh, felt that um, the United States was ignoring Puerto Rico. Yeah. And so they were upset and they said, well, we're going to go kill the president. And they went at the time. Now, here's the thing. This is interesting. Okay. So at the time, Harry and Bess were not in the White House. They had moved out to move to Blair House because they needed to do renovations Wait, at the White House. what? Yes. There, it was like Chip and JoJo went what? to the White House to flip it. It was oh a, it was a fixer gosh. upper. Yes, the, the Puerto ha- Ricans didn't know that. that well, they no, they, no, they actually did. They oh, knew they where did? he was at. Yes, they <gasps> knew he was at Blair House. Oh, and so there were two policemen who were stationed outside of. It's called Blair House. Yeah, and they, two policemen were uh, stationed outside there, and a gunfight happened when these two Puerto Rican men came. The two guys were shot and killed. And one of the both sh- policemen were shot, and one of them died. Oh gosh! Yeah, so one of one policeman gave his life defending the life of the yeah. president of the United States. And Harry and Bess were home when this happened. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so, that's scary. So that's that's you know, and I, it just reminded me too when FDR was elected, mm-hmm. there was an assassination attempt on him down in Miami, if you remember. Yeah. And the mayor of Chicago has actually got caught in the line of fire and died mm-hmm. from his wounds there. So. A lot of assassination attempts on presidents. Yeah. Harry Truman, including. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, Harry had something in common with a long list of very famous presidents. George Washington, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, James K. Polk, James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, James A. Garfield, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Howard Taft, Warren G. Harding and Franklin D. Roosevelt, Lyndon Johnson, and Gerald Ford. He had something in common with all of them? What? They were all Masons. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The secret society. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The secret society. All of those those presidents were Masons. Oh. So... I don't know. Uh huh. I don't know. I wonder how many. Do you know? Probably not. How many presidents today? Like they're probably all Masons or something. Crazy. Well, the, all those were how many? Yeah. Uh, a dozen or yeah. so. Yeah. That's a lot of presidents. Uh-huh. We've we've celebrated many of those birthdays. Too, yeah, we have. But we didn't talk about them being Masons. No. So, 
Oh, it's, I bet they're all amazing. Well, it, it's, not It's all, really but. interesting because when I was talking, too, about the fraternity, yeah, a lot of the background of fraternity is... Uh, you know, kind of got some some of the mason uh, yeah. rituals and things yeah. of that nature. Um, so, not I'm not saying that it's Secrets like sneaky secret and... stuff. Well, there's a secret. Oh, it's, there's a secret handshake. Don't get secretive. me wrong. Uh huh. I'll, uh-huh. I'll show you later. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can't divulge the secret handshake. I mean, I took an oath when I joined Lambda Chi Alpha. I can't. I cannot divulge that. Yeah, don't. I mean, if any of my fraternity brothers are listening to this podcast, and they're going to say, he would never do that. I would not give up the secret handshake. No, I would not. Are you ready for some true or false questions? I'm ready. Okay. Here's our here's a section of our show where we do a little bit of uh, true or false. And uh, bef- before I get into that, okay, I just want to take a pause, and I really want to thank our listeners. Yeah, we have got a, a great following of listeners, and every time we publish a, a podcast, and I'm able to look at where the people are that are listening to this podcast i am just blown away it's so fun to see where where they all are and it's really interesting that there are some cities that are like we'll call them hot spots (laughs) wichita kansas is a hot spot really (laughs) san jose california okay is a hot spot indianapolis well, maybe not so much of a surprise yeah. since we're pretty yeah. close there. You know, we're we are recording at the studio, the <laughs> Happy Birthday, Mr. President Studios here in Jeffersonville, uh-huh. Indiana. Uh huh. And also other countries. I mean, Ireland and Germany and Australia and Colombia. Thanks, Kata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I wonder how they. I don't know. Um, you just never really but know. thanks for listening. But thank you, thank you, thank you mm-hmm. to our listeners. Our loyal, happy yes. birthday, Mr. President listeners. Yes. So, you look like you have something you want to say. I don't. I'm waiting for the oh, true Oh, you're false. waiting on the true or false questions. Okay. I'm waiting on the true or false. Well, I've got three true or false questions. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Here's question number one. Harry S. Truman was once a member of the Ku Klux Klan. <gasps> true or False. False. No. That is true. Oh. That is ew. true. Yes. But he dropped out it, very shortly after. He, he They had like a $10 entry fee or whatever, Ryan. dues. Oh, my gosh. And he dropped out when they wouldn't let him hire Catholics. Now, he was apparently... Remember I told you he was a captain in the artillery yeah. of this Irish... Uh, this brigade yeah. of a lot of Irishmen from... Well, he, he was loyal... To his men that served under him. Yeah. Well, a lot of them were Irish Catholic. Yeah. And when the Ku Klux Klan said he couldn't hire Catholics in his role as probably the, the, the presiding judge of Jackson County, Missouri, he dropped out. Oh, gosh. And from that point forward, the Klan campaigned against Truman in every chance they I'm got. I'm sure they did. Yeah. So he ticked them off, but he didn't care. Huh. All right. That's a shocker. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. Harry, uh, here's the second one. Harry S. Truman wore blue jeans while serving in the U.S. Senate. True or false? Mm, true. That's false. Is it? What? In fact, Harry was named one of the ten best dressed senators. Oh, okay. He was Mr. GQ. Okay. Now you mentioned he owned a, a clothing, clothing store. store. I did. I should have known that. Yeah. And he also got into the haberdashery business. You know what haberdashery is? No. It's a hat store. Oh, okay. So, okay. nice hat, nice uh-huh. suit. No, uh-huh. he didn't wear blue jeans in the Senate. <laughs> That'd be silly. 
I figured it would match the potty mouth. I don't know. That's where my <laughs> mind went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Here is the last question I've got. Harry S. Truman was the first president of the United States to have a PlayStation in the White House. False. That is false. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he was the first president of the United States to have a television in the White House. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. And his inauguration, well, no, that was his the first, I think his inauguration in 1948 was the first to be televised. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay. So maybe he got the television in there to get, to you know, to watch the reruns <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> Probably. So you keep saying Harry S. Truman. What does the S stand for, Dad? <laughs> well, it was actually a uh, in honor of his grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, grandfathers on both sides. Uh-huh. And their last names began with S. And you're going to ask me what their last names were. <laughs> and I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know. They began with S. They both began with S. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. I just knew that it didn't stand for anything. Yeah. And it's just the letter S. Yeah. There's not a period. Yeah. And, oh. And you know punctuation matters. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Kind of like water slice cheese. I know, right? <laughs> you have to put a comma in there. You'll confuse me. I people. suddenly have a hankering for, what is it, ham shanks? Ham and cheesy noodle day. Ham oh and cheesy gosh. noodle day. Yes. yes. If anybody listens and knows the recipe for Hancock County ham and cheesy noodles, please <laughs> message me. <laughs> yes, well, swipe up or, well, <laughs> yes, I don't know what you do on the, do it, on the podcast. Just find me on Facebook. Yeah, reach out to us. Oh, we're on, we're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We post these on Facebook oh, yeah. and Twitter. We're on Twitter and, uh, well, of course, all of your favorite uh, podcast sites, iTunes oh, and Spotify and Google Play and iHeart Podcasts. So uh-huh. You just go out there and do hashtag happy birthday, Mr. President, and you'll, you'll find, find it. <laughs> We've got a whole bunch of episodes. Uh-huh. I should point out, too, speaking of episodes, this particular episode puts us past the halfway oh, point. Oh, okay. So, so we've made it through halfway. Kudos to us. All yes. right. A round of applause there from our live studio audience, <laughs> which consists of me and Carissa. <laughs> but we're just having fun now. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about Harry Truman. And, of course, he wasn't president forever. Mm-hmm. And he didn't die in office. No. He retired. And he and Bess moved back to Independence, Missouri. Yes. And they actually lived a very, they lived very modestly. Did they? And he was offered a lot of jobs, but he didn't take any of them. And he spent a lot of his uh, retirement uh, years opening the Truman Library, which opened in 1957. And he would make appearances there. And, um, yeah, he really didn't have... uh, a lot of money when he left yeah. the White House. And, in fact, there was no presidential pension. I was going to say, was there a pension? Who was the president that came up with the pension? Well, Congress came remember. up with the pension for the president because of Harry Truman. Oh, They'd, really? Yeah. Okay. And, okay. ironically, Truman never benefited from it because that law was created in 1958 and Eisenhower was the first president to receive a pension. Oh. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, it was kind of a bad timing for Harry and Bess Truman because, you know, they could have used the money Mm -hmm. and everything. One of the things they did is is after he was president, they went to Disneyland. Did they? Yes. That's fun. So I'm sure that that right as he's leaving the White House, somebody runs up to him, Mr. President, (laughs) what are you doing next? And he and Bess goes, we're going to Disneyland. (laughs) Was that on... So that's funny you said that because... He tried to go, as soon as he left the White House, they tried to go on a vacation, like, incognito. 
we were right in the middle of talking about Disneyland, and we ran and into some technical difficulties. Off. Yes. No, I was saying he tried to go on an incognito trip. He invested after he left the White House, and they because that was they didn't have to have their Secret Service agents with them after he was president, and so they drove across the country, but they tried to like stay on the lowdown. Yeah. But everybody recognized them everywhere they went. <laughs> they were really? like, yeah, they were wondering why the president was just like popping in these random places and. He got pulled over on their way home. He got pulled over? He got pulled over. He was going 55 in the fast lane. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like U.S. Grant getting pulled over in his carriage for speeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly no like kidding. that. You know, you mentioned Secret Service, and uh, Secret Service protection began uh, after the assassination of JFK. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Truman didn't have the yeah. Secret Service protection until that point when yep. he did get that. Mm-hmm. So. He and Beth celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary in 1969. Aww. That was the year my brother was born. Mm-hmm. And as he was getting close to the end of his life, um, his daughter, Margaret, asked him, she was writing some, like, of his, helping with his memoirs, and she asked him about his presidency, and she said he compared himself to three southern presidents, and they actually all happened to be from Tennessee. Okay. They were Andrew Jackson, James K. Polk, and Andrew Johnson. And what he said about those three, he said they they were misunderstood as he believed his actions often had been. Mm-hmm. So Harry Truman kind of felt that people questioned why he did what he did, and that's why he compared himself to those uh, other presidents, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And why why those three? But no, it, was, it makes me think. Why was he in the Ku Klux Klan to begin with? <laughs> well, if you look at Andrew, Andrew Jackson, Jackson, James K. Polk, yeah. and Andrew Johnson, uh-huh. maybe there's a common yes. connection there. Yes, He did have some gastrointestinal problems. Now, you're a uh-huh. doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he had congested lungs and bronchitis and hardening of the arteries. He had the bronchitis. Yeah. And you know what that leads to. Oh, yeah. You bleed him. Get him blood, yes. <laughs> you got to bleed him. Were they still bleeding people in the 1970s? No. No? no definitely not. That was the 1770s. Okay. 200 years later, you know, medicine advanced. He died on December 26th, 1972 in Kansas City, Missouri when he was 88 years old. Okay. He was a very old man. He'd lived a yeah. great life. And he died the day after Christmas. Aw. That kind of stinks. This is the 136th birthday of Harry S. Truman. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode as we celebrate the birthday of another president of the United States.